everybody, and welcome to Once Upon an Upside on the Hallmarkies podcast. Cammie and Carrie, we're here with you today. We are ready to review, actually, February's lineup of Up TV. You might have thought that we forgot about February, but we did not. We just yeah. had a few scheduling conflicts, and we are here now. We have four movies to discuss, but first we have to talk about the brilliance of Flirty February. Oh my gosh, Flirty February, brilliant. It, I mean, that title could not be more perfect. No, honestly, they had me at Flirty February. I was like, all of these movies are going to be so good because of this title, like how they set up February. I thought it was brilliant. Well, and what are Up TV movies all about? Flirting. Flirting. <laughs> we are flirting here on these movies. Now, it, was, it definitely was in contrast to, you know, the February from Hallmark, which I never liked. I just thought it did not roll off my tongue. And so as soon as I hear flirty February from Up TV, I'm like, give that girl a raise. Who More please. <laughs> <laughs> what a much better title. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, like I said, we have four movies to recap. And really, we're going to recap and review quite possibly everyone's like moving on from Flirty February and into this new March um, that premieres in March. But, you know, maybe you can use this as a time to remember a good movie you saw or remember to watch a movie you intended to watch. So hopefully we'll do these these movies justice. I, it's just fun to kind of have them hang around. So um, let's get started. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's get started. We are going to review them in order that they aired. So way back when um, the first movie that aired was Listen Out for Love. And let me read the synopsis there for Listen Out for Love. I have it right here. Listen Out for Love. We have Peyton Pepper, a goal-driven podcast producer, is forced to mold Alex McKinney, a brash, loose cannon, into her next star to create the perfect show about true love and save both of their careers. But once they open their hearts and listen, will they be the ones to find love? Listen, Gee, I out. don't know. We don't know. That's why you have to watch. We don't know if they will be. We did say that these are up TV movies, right? Up TV, beautifully predictable. It when you are in the mood to watch them, they are the perfect thing to put on, you know? They really are. So good. So, okay, so listen out for love. Cammie, what did you think of this movie, just kind of in general? In general, I mean, it was something that we see often. Yeah. The steady, organized planner has to mold the loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> opposite to tract type of thing right yeah yeah and then of course you know she's depending on it because she has to save her career totally <laughs> and and obviously you know we kind of know with this trope you know what the what the um conflict is going to be at the end the conflict is she gets this great deal to produce another show, but leave yep. him behind, you know, like leave yep. him behind, go on, produce another show, or is she going to stick with him and make their show a success? Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a tried and true trope. And so when I see that, there's other elements of a movie that I look for to, in order to be like interested and, you know, really see if I enjoy it. So. I don't know. I guess one of those is, is the actors. Do I know them? Do I like them? Yeah. Do I like Did you know either doing? one of these? Did you know Stephanie Bennett or Mark uh, Ganame? Stephanie Bennett, I have seen in up TV movies before. And uh -huh. she, I think she's just adorable. Honestly, she is. she's precious. She was so good. And she did, um, she did a couple others that we've seen before, you know, Love for Starters. And mm -hmm. um, she was actually in The Nine Kittens of Christmas, although I couldn't remember her role, you know, or sister, younger sister. She was the younger sister in an up TV movie I loved called um, Same Time Next Week. And she had a, her fiance was Chris McNally. Uh, <laughs> I baby, don't know if I that one. <laughs> baby Chris McNally. And so I, I remember 
her from a couple of those things. And yeah. she was so good in this movie. She really carried it for me the way that she, um, she was just steady. She was very professional, but you could tell she was starting to really enjoy this opposite of hers. You know, this, she this was is cracking. <laughs> she, was. <laughs> she was okay. Did you have any, um, any highlights, any, did you think they had chemistry at all? This Stephanie. And I, I, I did. Um, some, sometimes when you have the opposites attract and the steady one is having to mold the crazy one. It can be laid on a little thick. Yes. But I, I think that they, for the most part, did a pretty good job of keeping that in check. Yeah. Um, you know, um, at the very end when they're dancing and she says, oh, I remember dancing the night away to this. And he's saying, yeah, I remember regretting not dancing the night away. <laughs> That's when he kisses her. You know, I, I thought that that was a good, uh, a good callback. It was a very good consistency plan to keep yeah. it like that all and to call back that from the, from the middle of the movie, that good kind point. of helped bring them together full yeah. circle. So, um, so yeah, I thought the balance was pretty good. I've, I have definitely seen chemistry pairs that I enjoyed more, but these two sure. were, these two were good. These yes. two were great. I, I actually feel very similarly. I thought they were, um, he, he really got softer throughout the movie and he yeah. really grew, he grew on me throughout the movie. You know, you could <laughs> tell that his kind of this loose cannon it was an act kind of in order to get his podcast, his show, um, better numbers. You know, he said at one point, I knew what people wanted from me. You know, yeah. you don't look at me and like, you don't want serious stuff from a guy like me. You want this, you want this bombastic type of character. Right. So, um, you know, I think this movie did a really sweet job at peeling away some of those um, stereotypes and actually giving their characters a little more depth. Mm -hmm. they um they cared they really cared for this mutual friend Jackie and I loved the element of Jackie in yes. in this movie just because they were doing something good for her yeah um in the dating thing personally and then they were helping out one of her causes yeah and you know Alex saw that Peyton idolized this woman yeah. and so he said hey come to lunch. I think you'll enjoy it. Yes. And of course she did because, yeah. <laughs> because she was going to have lunch with her idol. You know, it's yeah. So, you know, he had, he had those moments of thoughtfulness yes. and, and you got, you got to, when it came to Jackie, you got to dig under the bombastic yes. and you got to see him say things like, you know, no, no, don't text Houdini back. Yeah. You know, the, the great escape date to whatever. Right, right. <laughs> and, and so you, you got to see him have a softer side for this woman who's, um, I would say, kind of like a mom to him. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and so he helps her out. She helps him out. And then they kind of mutually came together, all three of them. Yeah. And, you know, even though the show was canceled, yeah. you know, Jackie swoops in and buys the rights to the show and bada bing, <laughs> bada boom, the show is saved. You know, it's gotta, saved. Everyone has their jobs. Everyody can use stay all that money for something, right? <laughs> everyone, everyone can stay together as this great little friend group. I mean, it really was. It was sweet in the way that they wrapped it up in a nice package in a nice bow. I mean, ultimately, yeah. that is what we want to see in, yeah. in these movies. So listen out for love. I mean, I just thought it was just a really nice movie. I, I would watch it again if, if it was on my TV. And um, I probably would like it better, actually, the second time kind of listen. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those ones that it's one of those ones that if you go back and watch it again, yeah. that thing, things that maybe you missed before or things that didn't make sense yep. will make more sense. So they yeah, I think, sense. I think that a second time around is definitely a good choice for this one. 
Yeah, me too. So what would you rate this overall? Listen out for love. I'm, I, I'm going to go a 6.5. Just because I need to go, I need to go back and watch it that second time. Yeah. Yeah. So. That is so funny. We are in total agreement on that. I have a 6.5. I didn't want to go lower because I really, I d- enjoyed so many elements to it. Yeah. And I thought that it was, you know, it wasn't all fluff and stuff. There was some real um, character to this movie. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I would, I definitely agree. 6.5 from the both of us. From USA Today's bestselling author, Jenny Hale, comes a story about second chances, family bonds, and finding out who we really are. Butterfly Sisters is the perfect escape for fans of Susan Wiggs, Ranthane, and Susan Mallory. A heartwarming story that will have you laughing, crying, and rushing to those you hold dear. If you loved the Christmas movies based on Jenny's books and are looking for more feel-good, small-town romance, look no further. Available wherever you purchase books or download audiobooks. Find out more at itsjennyhale.com. That's itsjennyhale.com. To our next movie, The Story of Love. The Story of Love. Honestly, we were rooting for this movie from the start. Because it's got I, Brittany. It's got Who doesn't love Brittany? I mean, I don't think that there is a human in this world who could watch a Brittany Bristow movie and not fall in love with her. She you know? <laughs> is so great. She is so adorable. And I love seeing her in a leading role. I do know? too. Like She plays her characters with such honesty. Yes. She she really brings that honest element yes. to a character and to and in movies that can be considered fluffy. Yep. To have to have that depth and that honesty is something that I as a viewer and as somebody who acts. Yeah. I really appreciate when someone yeah. does things like that. And so. you can tell, you can see. Well, we liked, well, one, we had, we knew it had Brittany Bristow in it. And I did not recognize her leading man, but he was so handsome in these previews that I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I just was like, oh, I hope they, I hope they have chemistry. So we have Brittany and then this guy, and then it's a writer's retreat. She's a romance writer. She goes on this retreat. That was so cool. So let me read the synopsis. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So the story of love is about Ruby, an aspiring romance novelist. She joins a writer's retreat in Tahoe in order to win a lucrative book deal. But then, or but when Woody, the hotel owner, shows her the beauty of nature, Ruby wonders if she's been writing the wrong kind of stories, which is so sweet. So, so sweet. What were your general thoughts about the story of love? Well, it's Brittany, you know, <laughs> so of course I'm going to love it. I, I thought, I thought this one was precious Yeah, and it had so many familiar faces. Yes. It, it had Brittany, it had Neil Crone, who is most recently known for When Hope Calls. It had Rosemary Dunsmore that we've seen for years yes and it had uh oh gosh i'm gonna say it right I, i'm gonna say it wrong but Gianpaolo, <laughs> yes Gianpaolo Vent- uh venuta who venuta, uh played yes. vincent in good witch and so that was fun seeing yeah. him in a completely different character you know <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, it's just one of those, it's one of those movies that you sit down with a cup of hot chocolate yeah. and you watch snuggled up in a blanket yeah. and you just go, <sighs> you, you just have this contented sigh after watching a movie like this. Yeah. And it had all of those beautiful elements, the underdog, yes, uh, romantic fiction, which- yeah. I'm an aspiring author. I'm currently working on 
a, ro a romantic fiction. So, mm -hmm. you know, so that was right up my alley. And it is. Yeah, I mean, I think so it, it's, it's just a great, it's, it's a great, and then you've got the scenery. The scenery um, and tile. Yeah, I mean, you've got the scenery and you've got the scenery and a very handsome leading man. So, you know, you can't go wrong. <laughs> We're not going to complain about that. I mean, this guy, Franco, was awesome. His Franco Peretti. I've never seen him in anything else, but. Um, uh, Presti. Franco Presti. <laughs> oh, thank you. I even said that wrong. I knew I was going to say it wrong. Excuse uh, me. It's OK. <laughs> um, so you have this great cast already and this Rosemary Dunsmore who plays Ruby's mother um she said something the way her mouth formed in a way I was like what I know who that is and sure enough it but yeah like I was saying you know I recognized her the way she said something and her mouth moved in a certain way that I recognized her from the Anne of Green Gables movies that we love so much and she plays Catherine Brooks and um or Catherine Brooks so such a great cast of characters, really great plot and storyline. And then you, I don't know, this one was such a winner for me. The story of love. I was like, I was in it. I was loved. Even if we know some of the conflict, you know, um, city girl comes to the country and, you know, it has to be schooled in nature and everything. Honestly, her and Woody, Ruby and Woody, who we know is the the hotel owner and but he was kind of like supposed to coordinate activities for this writer's retreat right he always paired himself up with her because he just i mean she had the wrong tennis shoes on one time she just he called he her liked, tennis shoes <laughs> he had this cute nickname for her he yeah. always paired himself up with her and um boy did that win my heart i mean that won me over he was just so precious with her and when he put her on his back yes. to carry her down the mountain because she literally could not take another step, <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna die. I mean, he played it off very lightly. He's like, Honestly. okay, come on, climb on uh, the Woody Express. Is that what he called himself? Yeah, get on the Woody Express. <laughs> he was, he was so sweet with her. Plus, he had this, they had this funny he slow motion part in the movie that I kind of laughed at when when she throws back her hair, of her hair the golden sunlight shining on her beautiful blonde slow hair motion. waves he is like he like is falling in love but I thought that was so cute because this is a romance writer's retreat that he has just scoffed at this whole yeah. time he has scoffed and then he has this typical like stereotypical romance moment like tv moment and they it just played it off so well in the movie for I think for laughs but also for seriousness like he for really sparks. Was, yeah he was falling for her he had sparks and um well and you and uh, you have Dean, whom I am assuming is his uncle. Right. It, it never actually says, but he talks about Woody's father. So I'm assuming that he's either very good friends with his yeah. father or his brother. Uh, so so he says, uh, "You better close your mouth there." <laughs> <laughs> that is the way I used to picture. My future husband, when I was younger, right. like, that is the way my future husband is going to see me. Yeah, I don't think Will saw me that way the first time he oh, saw me, but that's he probably okay. did. He did. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, this whole their whole little falling in love type of story over the week. You know, he really tries to actually guard his heart because she's a vacationer, and he knows that. And he's like, "You don't date the vacationers," you know. And she's yeah. like he's a, I don't live here. He's a hotel owner. You know, I'm not very much into nature and stuff, but can we jump way even to the end? Like, sure. They have this conflict. He encourages her to be a better writer because he believes in her. She um, stands up for herself and doesn't sell the rights to this, this book that, um, you know, this famous author really likes. And he actually wants to own the rights to this book so he can produce it. And, you know, She'd be there, but she'd get lost, like in this whole business thing. She stands up for herself. 
he gets super tender. He reads her favorite author, you know, stuff like that. She realizes she wants to go find him and tell him, I didn't take the deal. I, you know, I, I want a relationship with you instead. Well, he is out in the middle of the lake and they already had this awesome scene in a canoe where she just is nervous and he's, you know, teasing her. Well, she takes a canoe. Oh, and whoa, 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 whoa. If we're, if we're going to talk about that, then we need to talk about the fact that he completely freaked her out when he <laughs> dove the oar into the lake and her... <gasps> he did it. She was so nervous. She's just not... She has no smarts, you know, like wilderness smarts. And, and they, then, float. <laughs> <laughs> they float. They <laughs> float. They float. He was so cute about it. So anyway, so she... She paddles out to him. She cannot get control of her canoe. And he's kind of like, suit. he's yeah. She's she, in a and, business suit. He's in a business suit. She's she's um or he's not in a business. She no, is. She is. She's in, she's a business in her suit. suit. But this was the best part. I thought that really highlighted their relationship. He's kind of hurt by her still. He's kind of mad at her still. But yeah. she needs help. She's going the other direction. She's like, I can't get to you. And I can't get over this. And he just like, he helps her out. Okay, I'll come to you. Wait, put the oar in that way and do. And he just like, I, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> he just comes right to her. He's so gentle. He's so kind. And from that moment on, I was like, I believe it. She, sure, sure. She's going to move there. She's going to live there. She's going to do fine. Like, cause I believe their story, you know? <laughs> yeah. They were adorable. What was your, um, what was your favorite scene? Oh gosh. Um, I loved when he gave her the hiking boots. Yes. I mean, he teases her, he gives her a hard time, but that was the most thoughtful thing yeah. ever. Yeah. And it was, it was a sweet gift. It was practical. If they had been a little deeper into their relationship, it would have been considered romantic. But right. at that point, yeah. I would call it more sweet and thoughtful. Yeah. Um, but I loved when he gave her the hiking boots. That's just who he was. He was that. Yeah. He was Woody. He was this backwoodsman, but he had such a romantic heart. And um, he... He was just so great. Well, this one was a winner, folks. I mean, if you have not seen The Story of Love, which my son was like, it's the story of love. Wow, the story. I was like, well. Not exactly, hon. Right. But it's a good story of love. No, if you haven't seen The Story of Love, definitely go find it. Um, yeah. It is worth watching. It is such a good movie. Um, Cammy, what would you rate this movie? Oh, I, I, I'd give it a solid nine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is so fun. We are so in sync today. I also gave it a nine. It was my favorite of the month. And then, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it stayed my favorite for a, a long time this year. You know, if something Ooh. else comes up. I mean, it was so good. We're back to talk about the last two movies of Flirty February. We are moving on to The Song of My Heart. A childhood on the road with her legendary singer-songwriter father, organic tea shop owner Bonnie High Street, wants nothing to do with the music business. But when she helps music sensation writer Jameson develop lyrics for his new solo album, she rekindles her long-abandoned dream and falls in love. Falls in love. One standout performance, I have got to say, and I was totally curious on who, on what you thought of this, but here we have, um, we have two, let's see, Lainey McCauley, I recognized from Chesapeake Shores. She was a mm -hmm. small character, a short character, um, short-lived in season four. So I totally recognized her. I really like her. Sebastian Piggott was, was new, but he was, he was sweet. He was a sweet leading man. Mm-hmm. But what did you think of Mr. Martin Cummings himself playing Hank High Street, the old rocker? What did you think of him? Why would I know that name? <laughs> <laughs> when calls the heart. When calls the heart. Well, and 
I don't know if you picked this up. It took me a minute, but I'm sitting there watching it. And my daughter, she says, is that Henry? And I went, yes, that is Henry. And then his name is Hank in this movie. I was like, huh. That's right. Huh. Well, I didn't, I did not recognize him at first. It, it took me a scene or two. And then I was like, I know that guy. I know him. But he played this character so differently than Henry on oh, oh, completely. I mean, he was a rocker. He's loose. He's sitting in funny positions. He's like, you know, hunched over and he's very casual with his daughter. You so know? Casual. I mean, when he and Alice are come up to them and Alice says, oh, we don't want to impose. And he says, we absolutely do. Night kid. Yes. <laughs> so cute well we had a lot of things kind of going on in this movie we have the the music background we have her dad who's retired yet now she has opened this organic tea shop which i love tea shops i was i really wanted to go to this one i thought it was so cute but i wanted to try that chamomile peppermint blend because i'm a i'm i'm very into herbal tea and yes. so when i heard chamomile peppermint yes. i will try a cup thank you <laughs> Well, she is, she is not only open to shop, but she's also a poet at heart. And she has such a way with words and she writes this poetry. She had a reading at her new shop. I love and that she had, that she was writing them in her ticket book. Right. And then her best friend and business partner yeah. gets her a little notebook. My best friend, Sarah, when we started writing together for my birthday, she sent me a notebook. Oh, and that's I went, sweet. I love you. <laughs> so she was a great best friend. That she spoke was, to me. <laughs> I believe it. Well, she was a really fun best friend, really kind of held down the fort. You know, she oh, was she like, was fantastic. She Bless was her. You know? yeah. <laughs> so we have this, this um, musician who has writer's block. He has all the music he can write, but he has writer's block comes into her tea shop and kind of like interrupts this poetry reading because he recognizes his his hero Hank High Street yeah but who does that somebody's talking and then you just I thought I thought that he was trying to catch up with him I thought that I thought it was somebody that he knew in the past no and then he looks at him completely unfamiliar and I went did you seriously just interrupt this with a very bad first impression oh, oh it was bad but that was kind of cool because they addressed that and Hank oh, yeah. was like you know oh it would it would help a lot if you apologize to my daughter you know and then it got <laughs> them talking and stuff so um I like the idea I was very intrigued by the idea of a um of a pairing like this a musician with a lyricist mm-hmm. um We've seen this a little, a few times in other movies, you know, um, Hugh, uh, why do I forget his name? But Drew Barrymore was in a movie kind of like this. And that was kind of sweet, sweet movie. So, so I like mm-hmm. the premise. She definitely was very good lyricist. I mean, that stuff just came out. She didn't even have to try. <laughs> well, I, I was, when I, when I saw that, I was like, man, why can't words come out of me that easy? And that fluidly. <laughs> so, so fluent, so good. And um, they were a, a good pair. But um, what were some of, some of the highlights to you in this movie? Why, did you like it? Did you like this movie? I did. I did. Yeah. The, the chemistry between them was very, very sweet. Yes. And I really liked it. I just, I, it did, it felt like it was on a rise and it didn't quite get to the peak. Yes. It, it, it wasn't magnetic, but it was sweet and steady. So I really liked that. And for instance, the scene where they're um, where they're taste testing the cakes. Yes, and, and he hands his card. I also do weddings. Oh, we're, we're not dating, you know. We're not right, yeah. full of cake. We're not dating. <laughs> Baker goes, not yet. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Ryder says on the walk back to the tea shop, I can't wait to tell my mother. I just thought that was cute that this grown man. It can't wait to tell his mother. 
I was very, I was very, very glad yeah. when Bonnie didn't get mad at him yeah. for putting her words to music. Yeah. Because it looked like she was going to. Yeah. And I went, oh no, you don't. Oh no, you don't. You know, <laughs> because what woman does not want this amazing singer to put her words to music and then serenade her with it? Come on. I, you know? I wrote that exact same thing down. I was like, <laughs> a guy is singing to you. This is like every every girl's dream. Now, here's the thing. I say that very loosely, knowing that some girls are like, that's not my dream. I didn't think it was mine either, but my husband does play the guitar and he, and he would sing to me when we were dating. And, um, I was like one over, I thought that was so precious and so sweet. And I was like, well, I didn't think I wanted this, but, uh, sure enough, (laughs) my husband doesn't play an instrument, but we would, but we would go dancing, um, at our church would hold dances. Yeah. And he would sing hey there delilah oh. well um every time it played he would always ask me to dance oh. even if we hadn't come to the dance together before we were a couple mm-hmm. and instead of hey there delilah he would sing hey there my cami oh how cute. And, i mean and he and he sang it to me every time we danced to it and we end and that ended up being a song that we danced to at our wedding reception so, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but even a woman who professes to be the least romantic, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you can resist that. And so I was, I was very happy. I understand the whole betrayal aspect, right. even though, even though what she was mad about was that her former fiance stole her song and he obviously didn't steal no. her song. He put her name on it. So that bothered me. But yeah. the fact that she didn't get angry, just that he put her words to music and then sang it to her. I was like, don't you dare, don't you dare. And she didn't. This is the so. cutest thing ever. Well, yeah, that was that was good. You know, it just took her, she had a bad reaction, but then she came back and, and righted her reaction. Yeah. She was mad at him for doing he, which he didn't do for doing what her former fiance did and stole yeah. a song and didn't give her credit and stuff like that. Well, here we have Ryder who is, has been so encouraging of her this whole movie. He really has just like, Oh, you've got to do this. You have such a gift. You know, he's, yeah. he's not been, it's not been super pushy. It's just really been encouraging. Then he, puts, he uses her words, but then immediately has his agent call her and, and ask for representation because they're going to give her credit, you know? So like he goes about it in the right way and yeah. she finally sees that. And, um, they have a sweet reunion at the end. I, I think that that would be kind of, I, I thought those would be my favorite parts, um, where it was headed toward a certain stereotype and right. then whoop, it, it kind of broke away from it. For instance, when Branch Rogers, the uh, the blogger, didn't yes. show up, and I, I was like, "Don't you dare get angry at him! Don't you dare get angry at him! It's not his fault! It's not his fault!" And then she says, "It's not your fault." I'm like, Thank you. I know. <laughs> she was very real, very relatable. Did you did you ever have that sneaky suspicion that he actually did not know Branch Rogers? No. I did. I was like, you did. this is suspicious. I wonder if oh. he actually doesn't know Branch Rogers. And- oh no. I, I mean, when he said, when he said that he introduced Branch to his wife, I'm like, nah, that, that can't be made up. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I wondered if he was playing it and he was no. gonna, like deceive them, but sure enough, Branch Rogers walks into the patio, you know, and, and is right there and is definitely who he said he was and, and uh, traveled with the band. Yeah. He totally redeemed himself. Yeah. So that was, I had a few moments like that too, where I thought maybe the story would go a a different way than it Uh, did. And it ended up just being like kind of staying in its lane, just being a really nice, sweet movie. It, it really was very mm -hmm. sweet movie. I was, I, the other the other thing that I really loved is at uh, is for the strawberry festival. Um, 
he said, Ryder says, you've got yourself a date. And she just smiles instead of doing that. Oh, it's not a date. I'm like, mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I had done I was, before. I, yeah, I was, I was kind of gearing up for it. I'm like, mm-hmm. and, and she, and she <laughs> just smiles and went, thank you. you know? yeah, so, thank you. So yes, it was a date. Well, I thought the, um, the end too was, was really very, it's kind of rushed, but it was really sweet in that he actually bought her dream house because he had been saying the whole time, I love this town. I love this community. I yeah. always wanted to live in a place like this. And she thought maybe that was just a party line, you know, just yeah. a, just a something. But then he buys this dream house that she loves and they say yeah. they love each other. And it's, it was a really sweet surprise ending. You know, he yeah. bought the house and yeah. he's going to stay. So, And obviously he bought the house for her because, <laughs> because they are there uh, for him. He's in it to win it. So. Yeah. yeah, he definitely was. He proved that. I thought it was so sweet. So what would you rate this movie? The song of my heart song to my heart. So like I said, the chemistry was adorable. And every time I thought it was going in the direction that a lot of these movies go, it turned. So yeah. that was that was a big winner for me. The, the chemistry just didn't get to that electric level that, oh, that I wanted. It, it was sweet. It was steady. It was nice. But it just, it was just a hair shy, a hair shy of that electric yeah. level that I really like. So I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to give this one an 8.25. Okay. An 8.25. You know, I gave it, I actually gave it a seven. Okay. So I was a little lower and not saying that, you know, I don't think seven's a bad, um, a bad no, rating. It just was, like I said, it was just a nice movie to me. Um, Hank was probably my favorite character <laughs> he just was goofy and loose and his little <laughs> mentor dad you know he wanted to well, and and the what? whole and the whole oh it's not a date I thought it was a date yeah uh, I would be very pleased if it wasn't just stop talking dad I thought he was so great I was great so that is a song to my heart find that movie um maybe on on the friendly channel or the or, um up tv if it plays it again because it's definitely worth a watch We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Here we are on to our last movie of Flirty February, and it is A Wedding to Remember. And what a way to end. What'd you say? I said, and what a way to end. (laughs) A wedding to remember. (laughs) What a way to end. Now, this movie stars real life couple, Grayston Holt and Christina Rosado, and they... I liked them together. By the way, I just thought that they were so cute. But let me read the synopsis of A Wedding to Remember. Mm -hmm. On opposite sides of a development project, Olivia and Brian are surprised to find that they are the maid of honor and best man at the same wedding. They have to put their feelings aside to save their best friend's wedding, which may turn out to be their own as well their own wedding I don't know that may turn out to be you know love for them as well their own, um, yeah their own love they're in love I have to tell you I loved this movie <laughs> I loved it I thought it was so good and it was so I agree fun. I mean you oh good okay I'm glad that you agree they're oh, yeah I agree did you love their banter 
Oh, it it was fantastic. I actually talked to Grayston about this movie um, a a while back, uh, right after they, yeah, because it released in Canada way before this February. It Ah. was one, it was one of the movies that, uh, that ventured forward in, in COVID. Oh, It it was one, it was one of those starting out movies that was right as, COVID was in the thick or just beginning to, um, to, uh, open up. Yeah. After, after lockdowns. And so, yeah, he and I, he and I talked about this (laughs) and he, one of the things that he said is, cause I asked him, what is it like to play a couple on a movie when you're a real life couple in real life? And he said, you know, the hardest part was to not act familiar with her. The hardest part was being awkward. Yeah. And you know, like I, I wanted to reach out and rub her arm. And I'm like, no, no, don't do that. You know, <laughs> because precious. <laughs> it was cute. Well, I mean, they were such good actors in this because I knew I liked it because I I knew in real life they're a real couple. But yeah. um it's they, always more fun to watch when you know that. Right. And and yeah. they played it so well though. They they were like, okay, you know, like they were awkward and stuff together. But the the cool thing was starting out, you know, when they're on opposite sides of the um um a business deal. You know, they both are wanting to pitch this one, their idea for this one land. And they mm-hmm. both had very good ideas, a community garden versus uh, affordable housing, you know, and they both, as the story moves on, they get to understand each other's motivations for their projects. They get to, um, they really respect each other's ideas and um, insights about the projects and take them out of the workplace and onto this neutral ground where they're the maid of honor and the best man, um, they really had some fun moments where they were forced to be together because yeah. they, um, right, what was it? Their, their best friend and their two friends. Yeah, so his, his best friend from college and her best friend from childhood were getting married. And they were, they were fighting and they were gonna call off the wedding, but they, mm-hmm. these two wanted them to... Um, to be together and so they kept planning romantic things for these friends to do together <laughs> and it kept going around okay okay i just have to know was the massage clerk that dumb <laughs> i mean come on they both said a single one for me i don't even know what happened but they ended up getting a couple's massage together and they ended up just loving it they, I mean, they were. Yeah, like, oh, I can't say anything too happy. <laughs> yeah, after all that stress, I would, if I was getting a massage, yeah, I don't think I would be that able would to be say awkward. anything. Either. That would be awkward for sure. That would be so awkward. Oh. But um, I did. I thought this was a great movie. Really good pacing, really good dialogue, fun banter, believable connection and romance. Well, and the other thing is, Brian wasn't a bad man of business. No, he was not. And that's what, that's what I really love is all the time, the property developers are the bad guys. Right. And he even says, I'm not the bad guy here. No. But they, but they took the time in the script to tell why he believes so strongly in this project why he was passionate about it and he was passionate about it and Mm -hmm. and the fact that he wasn't just trying to move her off of her property to build a condo right you know it was it was beautiful how they were both passionate about their about their own special um, uh, about their own specialities. Yes. About, yeah. about their own purposes. Yeah. And then for him to go through all the trouble to make a compromise and to make it work. Yes. Where it's a rooftop garden a rooftop. on top of the building that will have affordable housing yeah. for low-income families. I, I just went... 
brilliant. And sold. <laughs> yeah, completely sold. And the <laughs> other thing that I really like is sometimes when they say we're going to put aside our differences for now, and then yeah. we're going to go back to hating each other. They don't fully put aside their differences. No, no. These yeah. two, I really felt they yeah. had, they, yeah. they really truly wanted their friends to go on with the wedding and to be happy. Yes. And they both knew that this wedding should happen. Yeah. And they truly did yeah. put aside their differences for the betterment of their friends even if their plans didn't always go quite according to the schedule. <laughs> but they really went gung-ho and they put aside their differences. And then because they put aside their differences, they were able to have yeah. open hearts and fall in love. And yeah. may, may I just say that when they were dancing, that almost kiss was one of the best I've ever seen. Maybe it's because they're a real life couple, but yes. that, that almost kiss. I'm like, if there was a gold medal for almost kisses, that would probably win it because they both went in. You could feel the tension. You could feel your heart start to pick up its pace. And then they both back off. And like, <laughs> So I, I thought, cause the other, the other one later in the movie, I didn't care for that one as much, but that one, I went, one. hello. <laughs> it was very good. You could, it was palpable. That tension it was, was palpable. right there. You and, could yeah. cut the tension yeah. with Feel a knife. <laughs> you could. So they, they played such a great couple and a, a really good relational development, really good backstories to, um, you know, these business ideas and, yeah. um, I, I just loved it. I thought it was such a winner. Um, what did you rate this movie? Oh, I'm 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 probably gonna go with a nine point five. Wow, that's great! It oh, love it. Been, it would have been a ten, except for that stupid massage clerk. <laughs> That is such an awesome high rating. Oh, no, but, but, but seriously, yeah, I would probably go 9.5. Well, I win a nine. I have a nine out of 10. So it's, it's okay. right in line there with the, um, the story of love. I liked both of those for different reasons. I thought yeah. this one had a crackling chemistry that was really fun because of the real life couple and mm -hmm. how well that they did it. Um, but I like yeah, I did. Oh, there were so many things I liked about both of them. I can hardly compare them. But so both of them get that high rating of nine for me. Um, what a great month, Cammy! This was. Did you hold on? Hold on. Did you notice? Did you notice that you've got mail? The the nod to you've got mail in it. <gasps> I I remember it. What did you? What was it? When he said, "If I, if we hadn't met." Yes. If we hadn't met at, if I hadn't been the guy with that building and you hadn't been the girl with that garden, if yes. we had just met on the bus or here at the wedding, I would have asked for your number and called oh, you the so next cute. day to go on a date. And he even goes, if only, just <laughs> like we, you've got mail. And see, that is where I thought, because I remember us talking about uh, I remember us talking about January's movies and how the fact that uh, the fact that it was that close yes. to you've got mail bothered me. See here, it didn't bother me. No, it, because it right. didn't copy it. Yes. And and so you know and and oh when when he said in this heartbroken breaking voice, yeah, Rich and Jenny made it work. Why can't we? I just, oh my gosh, I wanted to cry because he, the two of them have just saved the marriage of their yeah. best friends yeah. and they showed both of them that yeah. they could get past a single argument. Yeah. And then, so, and then he's, his heart is breaking. Rich and Jenny made it work. Why can't we? 
No, no. It was so genuine and so sweet. You, oh, thanks for reminding me about a couple of those. This is a rewatch for me. I need to keep that on my keep that on my recordings here and rewatch <laughs> it to go back and see some of this sweetness because he played such a good character. Of course, I love him in Chesapeake Shores as Jay Ross. He's he's really fun. But I just the more I see of Grayston Holt, the more I just like him. I think yeah. he's. He's, he's a solid, he's a solid, he's solid. He produces a solid leading man that you just want to root for and very romantic moments that maybe shouldn't be, but somehow the way he looks at the girl or something, he just is very romantic. So um, did you, did you really love the him. way, did you love the way at the end when they're kissing and he interrupts the kiss to say, you do realize we won't agree on every issue. <laughs> she says oh I'm counting on it yeah. and he went okay come kiss me again <laughs> see what we mean folks you have to go find this movie this is a wedding to remember it is so cute and it's so good and we celebrate um we celebrate for flirty February it was such we a good month. flirty February yes. so <laughs> let us know what you think of the February up tv movies um and on we go into March here and we will be back next month to review March's uh, Up TV movies. But Cami, in the meantime, where can people find you online? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cami Drama Girl. Cami spelled K-A-M-I, and you can find me on Hardy's Hotline. Hardy's Hotline, and yeah. um, yes, which is now season season nine is now. So you're going to want to go find Cami on Hardy's Hotline if you are. We are um, covering season nine. So yes. <laughs> Well, and then come over to Instagram and find me at Hallmark Comics. I'd love to interact with you there. Of course, always follow Hallmarkies podcast all over social media. We have things like this, Once Upon an Upside, once a month. We're covering TV shows that um, that have some interest. We're covering all of Hallmark channels, um, all that they produce with the series and the movies and everything. We just have a lot of fun there with interviews. And obviously, you guys know the drill. Follow Hallmarkies podcast and uh, leave us ratings and all that good stuff. I uh, think you go check out the Wedding Veil trilogy. Casey and I are wearing our wedding veils. Oh, so cute. <laughs> I did see that actually. That's so cute. Yeah, go check that all that out. That's so much fun. Thanks for joining us for the February recap of Up TV. So um, we'll see you next month on Once Upon an Upside. Bye everybody. Bye guys.